just really confused. He looks like an unfinished creative character from a video game. What's he doing? Hello, everybody, and welcome to an open mic pain with Anthony and Wayne. And today I have a very special guest star on that we, uh, I think the first time we said let's do a guest, we were like, let's do, let's do Fredo for sure. So in the house tonight, we got Fredo Cruz. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty fucking good, guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, pumped to have you. And also in the house, we have... About, I think they say in uh, England, he'd be like 40 stone of shit. And that's Wayne Russell. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> doing really good. I gotta say, it's it's taking more and more to catch me off guard with your intros. Spot on, dude. That was, <laughs> loved it. That was fucking hilarious. I, I know what you like, Wayne. I gotta <laughs> got dig deep. I know what he likes. <laughs> I'm sure you oh, fucking do, good shit. <laughs> Oh man! It's all I look forward to now in my life. I got two kids, so I'm like, "How can I make Wayne laugh in the podcast tonight?" And then my kids are like, "Dad," and I'm like, "Get the fuck away from me!" <laughs> oh man! So Fredo, I don't know if you know this or not, but my very first mic was at Strange Brew, uh, and you were the very first comic I ever met. Yeah, I was gonna say I remember meeting you. I remember, yeah, like oh, do you? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> we. It was like on the stairs at Strange Brew, I think, right? And yeah, it was, it was right before uh, Dana popped his head around and asked some other guy how big his urethra was. Uh, <laughs> Yo, Dana's so, fucking wild. So I, I we met. I met you, who was super nice and like super supportive, and then Dana popped his head around, who also very nice and seemed supportive. I, I never talked to him all that much, but uh, it was yeah, quite Dana's quite the nice. difference. He, he's he's a, he's a fucking creature, dude. He's, creature. He's, he's, <laughs> He, he's wild. He's wild. He's he's a good dude, though. He's a good dude. He's definitely like um, semen yeah, during Colorado, the day, and then man. at night he fucking comes. He comes into a you know real gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> the man, the gargoyle, of fucking Manchester. So so when we had met you that night, um, I think you said you had been doing comedy for eight months. Um, yeah, yeah. So you got to be pushing about a year and a half yeah. at this point, right? At this point, it's a, it's like a it's a year and like uh, four months ish. Yep, yeah. yep. Math checks yeah, out. I, I started in June of uh, of last year. That's awesome, man. Do you do you remember your first mic? Who doesn't? You never forget yeah. your first. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, one Broadway, dude. Fucking one Broadway. Was oh, that's my right. Very first mic. Yeah. That's right. We had Max on a couple weeks ago, and he brought you up as being somebody he claimed who had, you. Yeah, he claimed you. He, he claimed, claimed. Yeah, you. he claimed me. Yeah. He, yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> So, yeah, I know. I started at One Broadway, um, and I was living in Lawrence at the time. And, like, I basically just, like, looked up uh, open mics, like, near uh, near me. And that was the first one that came up. So I was like, all right, let me fucking go here. And that was when it was at the original location. Like, the you know, in, um, on actually, like, One Broadway Street, you know. That's where I thought. I grew up in uh, Lawrence my whole life, and I went to Essex Street. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's called One Broadway. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because now it's at the, uh, the Lawrence. Uh, what is it called? The um, uh, local, uh, the Lawrence Cable Access. I think. Oh well, yeah, 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 the Lawrence like Cable Access Center. Yeah, uh, which I mean, it's it's a really good space for it. Like, I mean, the old space was amazing. It was great. I I miss the old space, uh, but the new space is really nice too. The new space is is, is great. I love. There's a lot of space, which is nice. 
Yeah, I, I really like that mic. <clears throat> it's um, it's a different animal for sure. But um, so like we were going to ask you how that mic went. But before we get too far, uh, Wayne, sorry to cut you off, but I want to get back to Strange Brew the first time you saw him because I have to ask him about um, the. F- I got a story for the first time at Fredo Two there. Well, it's not really. It's not a story about me, but I found a, the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Let me let me tell you. So I meet Fredo, and we just have small talk, and then goes on stage. Uh, this uh, older black man. I don't remember. I think it was name. Leland Newton. Is that his name? God damn, Wayne. Oh, uh, this was I, when Leland was doing the song about me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. And it's before dude, I knew anything about crazy. you. So he does yeah. the song about you, uh, which is extremely graphic about um, being gay. And uh, I was like, wow, man, he's really going hard on this guy. And then you went on stage and you're like, I'm gay. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. I was like, that guy did, that was real? I was like, that was the, that went from like, wow, he's teasing him to that's a hate crime in like 20 minutes. <laughs> no, me, me and Leland are, are friends. Me and Leland, you know, we, we, we hung oh. out a bunch of times. We're, yeah, we're, we're good. Um, that that's like I, like it's so funny because like I knew he was just like joking and I was laughing actually like I thought it was hilarious, <laughs> but, but but there were like people sitting next to me like uh, like Spencer you know Spencer Canestraro yeah um, yeah he 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 was sitting right next to me and he looked at me and he was like dude what the, what the fuck <laughs> like, what's going on especially because <laughs> I was the only one because I didn't know you and I didn't I didn't know anything about you so I'm like ah. <laughs> like laughing on the side is just me because <laughs> I think everybody knows it was how horrible it was. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was crazy, dude. Yeah, no, that was, that was fucking funny. Um, Leland is, yeah, he, he, I respect him. He he takes risks, dude. He takes yeah. risks. He fucking... You don't say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next week, someone with the last name Weinstein is going to have a tough song yelled at him about him. I think. <laughs> No, oh, fuck. All right, sorry, Wayne. I derailed no, you. Get us back. No, no, it's fine. Um, one question I love uh, is: Do you remember any of your first jokes, and do you still do them? <laughs> uh, I, I do. I, I have all my jokes like uh, in in my phone, like in, in notes, like from the very beginning. And the very first joke that I remember ever doing was a. Uh, it was a joke about the game Portal. Uh, oh, yeah. Have you guys played Portal before? Yeah, we're big gamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played, I used I played to, Portal. I, used to I don't know if did, but hmm? I, I, I played Portal. I love it. I don't know if Anthony did. That was, geez, that was on 360, right? When it came out. Yeah, I, I was playing it on PC uh, when I was yeah. playing it, but you know, it's a fantastic game, obviously. But um, my my first ever joke was about Portal. It was like something along the lines of like. Um, it's like, oh, have you guys ever heard of the game Portal? It's like, yeah, well, you know, I always, I always thought it'd be crazy if Portal were real, you know, like if it actually existed. Um, but you know, you know that guys would like immediately, you know, have like glory hole, you know, portals and shit. Like, <laughs> yep. You know, because like, yeah, because that, that's what guys do with, you know, like whenever guys get new technology, that's immediately what they do with it. They just figure out. Some way to fucking you know for, to, to to come <laughs> to, to like jerk it. off with it you know somehow it was like, yeah I don't remember it exactly but that was like that was my very fir- first like joke that I wrote. <laughs> that um, is such a good first joke as far as like the having the structure of what a joke a joke is supposed to be because my first uh, joke was about a dick pic and it was so badly <laughs> structured uh, that I would just 
basically the microphone, uh, I grabbed the microphone, the cord fell to the ground, everybody went, Ooh. ha, and I went, my dick, and everybody <laughs> went, nope, that's not how you start. <laughs> you had a well-crafted I, joke, I like that. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it was, it was you know, it, 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 it took me some time, so like, I wrote that joke, and then um, I just kind of let it sit for a while, and uh hmm. And I didn't go to the mic, and then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, let me go to a mic. And I tried it there, and then obviously, like, I got feedback because, you know, one Broadway is a feedback mic. Yeah. And coming up, like, especially, uh, yeah, like, like coming up, like, starting as a branded comic, that was super fucking helpful. Like, the, like just getting feedback, like, really early on, like, Max just being like, all right, well, you know, this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work, uh, you know, maybe do this instead of that, like. It it really like I think gave me kind of a a, a better start like a stronger start um, as a comic I think yeah it, that's so hard I said it to Max but I, I like going to one Broadway is almost like doing your set naked it is letting it all out there and just letting everybody just judge all of your bits and pieces um, yeah, yeah it's tough and, and but it's it is <laughs> I, I was pretty nervous yeah when I when, when, when like when I first started going because I was like oh shit like. As soon as I found out there was going to be feedback, I was like, oh, fuck, they're going to be like, judge me? Okay. I got kind of nervous. Um, but then it was, it was, it was fine. Like, Max is a super nice dude. He's uh, very, he's super helpful. And, um, you know, he's been doing it for a while. So that, that was really, I, yeah, it was great to like start that way. Yeah, Wayne went um, there first. And then, and then too. obviously, like, I branched out from there. Um, that's actually where I met, I met Carolina there. Mm hmm. Oh. Uh, you, you know, yeah, Carolina Monastery. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. So I met her there, and we became, we, like, you know, we, we became friends, and then she she actually brought me to my first, like, Boston mic. Um, she brought me to, so, yeah, to my first Boston mic, and that is really what, like, changed shit for me, because I'd never been to Boston, obviously. So, I, but, yeah, once I had, like, done a mic in Boston, I was like, oh, shit, like, this is, this is different. You know, this, like, feels very different. And I started going to Boston a lot more, and then shit just, you know, yeah, changed a lot from there. I think that's like I don't want to call it a pinnacle. What, what, what am I trying to say here? Boston, we talk about that. Like the the closer you get to Boston, I think the tougher the audiences are. I mean, like you can yeah. tell a joke yeah, up yeah, like well, Manchester, yeah, yeah. But the point. So we did the. Have you done the point, Alfredo, and uh, and uh, Boston there? So one, you should definitely do that. That one is fucking awesome, uh, Cameron. And that we that's our second time doing it uh, last week and i got to say it's it's creeping up as like one of my favorite spots it's it's fucking yeah awesome. it's right on hanover Wait, so, street so in the north a, end it's an open mic yeah, it's so like it's a booked pr- open book. mic yeah so you just you email cameron and let him know that you want to come on and he'll give you some like hey can you do this day can you do that day um oh um cameron came over and you're talking about uh, glove box yeah. right yeah, glove yeah. Box. Box. yeah yeah oh, okay yeah, 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 yeah. and I, I know about glove box yeah um, yeah, that yeah, that was actually, an awesome I haven't reached out to him yet, but I should I should reach out to him. Oh, it's such a great room. Sorry, Anthony. Yeah, I think Mike no. Mike has done it. Katie's done it. Um, and you guys have like, how is is the audience there? It's the been great is... all the times they they had a um, bar downstairs, so people filter up from the bar. Uh, the only mm. problem that we had, uh, and I think it was more a problem in Wayne's set, was the baseball game was going on and they were every they were fucking phillies fans for some reason in there i don't yeah, understand dude. it at all that's another boston thing where you can get like a little pocket of some sort of weird state in there that are just all betting on vancouver canuck games or some shit like that but they were like <laughs> screaming every time 
a rant run came in, and it was always <coughs> never at Wayne's punchline. Like right when he does a punchline, it'd be awesome if they cheered underneath. It was right during a setup, so it would just fuck his setup up most times. Um, so yeah, that part sucked, but it was sorry guys. That's that's all right. Yeah, but Cam. So a couple things. One, they have this fucking ball uh, that is green when you're good during your set, yellow when you have a minute left, and red when you're over, which one is the greatest thing that's ever happened to anybody. I was going to say, that's amazing. I've never – yeah, that's fucking – that's incredible, dude. It's it's the – like I – both times I've done sets there, I've done different length – not length, but different amount of jokes than I thought I was going to do because I just looked at the ball and I was like, oh, I got more time. I would never do that anywhere else because you never know wh- where you're at and how much time you have, basically, besides following that fucking light. And then also Cam is a great – it reminds me of Derek uh, Zeba with the um, going after your set and saying callbacks that are really funny and tying them into his own jokes as he goes Derek's through. really good at that, yeah. yeah. Every time yeah. that I've been at Clemento's, he fucking he's, – he's just really, really good at just adding tags to your set or just like oh, yeah. making I- jokes off of it, yeah. I've said it before, but the the couple times I've gone to Clementos, if you watch Derek while somebody's on stage, he gets like the Undertaker eyes, like his eyes roll back in the back of his head, and he's just like fucking writing shit down. And he gets <laughs> on stage and just pure fucking gold. He he's he's so quick, it's amazing. He's super quick, yeah, and he yeah he's funny as shit. He's a, he's a great dude. Derek's one of my favorite uh, Manchester comics, yeah, for sure. And just local sure. comics in general. He's he's a great dude. Well, yeah. he's a great host of a mic, which, goddamn, do sometimes is that really hard to fucking come by? And God, we're going to have a story to talk about in the next uh, couple podcasts of one we did the other night. Anthony had a rough time. Uh, there was a oh, host. Shit. Yeah, I'm, I, I, will, uh, I won't get too specific because Wayne's a little bitch about it. But um... no, I, I'm not being a bitch. I don't care. I you already don't care? said I don't care. You sure? I, I would just say don't say specific names. That's all I'll say. That's what I'm saying. I said I won't say specific. All right, whatever. Uh, so the yeah. other day I went to a mic and the uh, host, um, he, so besides generally sucking a little bit, he said my name for the, he, four times I've been there. And he's, before I went up, he said something like, oh man, people with hard to say names really kind of sucks. You know, you don't never know who they're going to be. They could be like a terrorist. They could be doing all kinds of uh, stuff uh, they write down their name with chicken scratch. He said the same fucking joke four times, and it bombs every time. Right before I go on stage, and then he says my name, and then I gotta go perfectly. up and every- yeah, and he says my name perfectly, and then I gotta go up and have to dig my way out of that a little bit because the first joke I say, everybody's looking at me with a confused face, like, man, that guy obviously hates you. So I don't know what. <laughs> So I, I well, yeah, right I mean, after I got on stage, I was like, "What do I have to do to get you not to say that stupid bullshit before I go up there?" Dude, that's it's a popular mic. Annoying. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I've 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 had people bring me up like, in, yeah, the worst ways, dude. Um, Leland, as much as I fucking love Leland, um, I I think you guys were there. I think I'm, yeah, pretty, I think you guys were there when he brought me up as like a rapist. Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was yeah. like, all right, Fredo, uh, you know, uh, give it up for Fredo, guys. He's, uh, you know, he's, this guy's great. He's, he's a rapist, and you know, <laughs> something like that. It was, it, it was a little different, but either way, that's probably the worst way I've ever been brought up. But yeah, that sounds fucking horrible too, dude. That's it's the the only where, problem where, I had with it is, is the it? same joke. It's in Manchester. 
In Manchester. Oh. It's a very popular mic in Manchester uh, where uh, they have a bar connected to it and then a room that's open and the bar, uh, you know, they talk a lot. And the host says that Wayne has a podcast and, and didn't say, like, could it? <laughs> this is the worst part. Wayne went after me. And he's like, and man, I've been waiting for this guy to come up. He actually runs a podcast. Uh, and I said the wrong name before, Open Mike Payne. And he brings up Wayne. And I'm in the back and I was like, why can't you say that about me? <laughs> like, I'm also with the podcast. Like, you have to just say, like, oh, here's this guy's dick's probably a different color than the rest of his body because he's brown. I have a huge. That's like, fucking dude. That's fuck. so funny. Yeah, yeah, it, if, the if, funny. If it's the one I'm thinking about, yeah, I. The, the funny thing about it is him mentioning me with the podcast is that, like, I edit it and it goes on my Facebook page. Um, and then we have, like, a podcast, other socials. So that's probably where he saw it, but I always try to showcase Anthony because he's funnier in the moment on the podcast. So most of the shit I put up is just Anthony's face, and he didn't even, like, put two and two together. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tone, Tone called me uh, the little Jew from that podcast the other yeah. You, yeah, you went there at the safe a couple weeks ago. He he goes. Hey, are you a what? A little Jew? He's like, hey, is the little Jew from that podcast here? And I was like, me? <laughs> dude, that's so funny. Fatone's fucking hilarious, dude. Oh my god, that's so funny. Fatone, yeah, that sounds like Fatone too. <laughs> oh man. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. No, but, yeah. I, I I love Fatone. Fatone's also one of my fucking favorite dudes in the team. He's just. <laughs> He's fucking. He's the best, dude. That was a lot. That's for sure. Just really confused. He looks like an unfinished creative character from a video game. What's he doing, dude? He looks like a fucking. Uh, if you've seen him with his hat off, he looks kind of like no. a dog. No, I kind of don't want. Like, oh, like the dog from the Muppets. Like yeah, yeah, exactly like the dog from the fucking Muppets, dude. It's it's so funny. He's he's great. He's fantastic. The tone. Oh, uh, he he he's one of the most like energetic. And just like he doesn't give a fuck, you know he he he, he does not care like at, at all. He's, I, I've never he's seen so, someone clear a room faster. Yeah, no, he's very good at that. He, he didn't know what. <laughs> this is the best part I mean, about he that. He didn't know who room, I was he's either. Your room out. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't know who I was either because he came up to me right before he went on to do the set, and he was like, "Hey, man, that set you just did was hilarious. So can you stick around and watch my set?" I was like, "Yeah." And then uh, he went up, and I'm standing there, and he's like, "Oh, Wayne." Where's all the Jew you do the podcast with? And I was like right next to Wayne. I was like, "Damn, man, you just said it was funny." To, to be fair, to be fair, he, he loved it. That's love. That's what's all love. To be fair, he called you a creepy little Jew. Oh, he did. <laughs> that's even better. Oh my god, it's even better, dude. Holy shit! <laughs> See how much I was sending myself there? The I was corner. like. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I buried that. I, I yeah, that's what happened there. I buried that because <laughs> he said creepy. Yeah, I I have a problem. Uh, I went to um, Great Marsh Mike, which is a new one, uh, which I think only did one so far. And Great awesome. Marsh Mike, who, who who runs that? Uh, so it's a brewery, Mike. I, I which I remember the host. Um, the host had a stroke, and they did a benefit show for him, and then okay. the benefit show went well. And now he's feeling better, so now he's running an open mic there, which is great because, man, it's so nice when someone had a stroke before because it's so easy to call back to it immediately in the beginning of your set because you have a nice little improv to do in the beginning about him. Um, so that was nice. So that started off the set pretty good uh, over there. But 
Wait, so you wait, so you just started off like shitting on a guy that had a stroke? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, because he oh, he actually he said my name wrong. Uh, so I was like, I was almost glad you were alive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, uh, I am happy he's alive because he's a great guy. But yeah, great host over there. They're doing a costume mic on Wednesday, the twenty fifth of October. So I might. That's um, fucking sick, dude. That's great. Yeah, he, he's like awesome too. You're like, how much time do I have? He's like, I don't know, five, ten ish minutes, something like that. And I'm like, oh, I love that too. You just do whatever you want up there, have a good time. When the energy gets low, you'll be like, all right, fuck it. See you guys later. Mm. Um, yeah, they, I don't they even had know why, a, why I got into it. A costume like it's safe. Well, they did a costume like it's safe. It was, it was last year. And uh, <laughs> I think the only, yeah, the only person that showed up in costume was Casey. Casey was like literally the only one. Nobody else was in costume. He, he's almost in costume every week, which is, I love about yeah, him. Yeah, no, he's fucking, he's great. He's, I mean, he's a theater, he's a theater geek, and fucking, you know, he's he's also gay. So, uh, he's, I love Casey. Casey's I, one of my fucking best friends, dude. He's he's great. He's the best, and I have um, I had I almost had an improv at Casey. He's just so nice, I couldn't do it. And also, he doesn't have like I I heard peripherally he was gay, but he didn't doesn't have much material that I heard about it. So I didn't want to be uncool because I almost called him Gandalf the Gay because I look like a Hobbit. That was going to be my. Uh, and he has like a long beard. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm going to do that, gay. and everybody's going to be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no that would kill that would be fucking great that's, he's a, that's fantastic dude he's another um, good one he, that gets on gets on right after you and and comes up with something clever pretty yeah. quickly he's, he's, a, really he's, a, he's a really good host yeah he's he's been hosting the safe lot more often recently and he's he's fucking great he's yeah he, i love casey's host yeah yeah, he's somebody that uh, – which is – it's so hard to find. He's an extremely nice guy that you don't go, shut the fuck up when he's on stage. You know what I mean? Like when someone's super <laughs> nice and you're like, I want you to bomb. I want nothing you do to be good. Uh, but when Casey goes on stage and he's super nice, you're, you want him to do good every time, which is such a good asset to have because mm. I feel like um, – you know, like, you feel this way too, I imagine, when you're up there and you're like, uh, AIDS, fuck asshole blah 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 and you get into that kind of stuff and everybody gives you this look and you got to bring them to a laugh which is awesome i think casey starts at like that everybody's like you're hilarious already i already know it and that's such a good energy that he gives off yeah yeah he's 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 definitely he's super likable he's he's super likable and he also just like he writes like a motherfucker dude he he shows up every single week with like brand new shit topical and too. It's, it's the yeah it, like he honestly like i mean I, we, we hang out all the time like you know we're we'll right together and he really did he put he pushes you to kind of write more because he's just he's coming out with fucking you know 20 new bits a week dude it's like it's just it's insane that reminds me of wayne, but, wayne yeah, i mean wayne it makes Will... sense you know he's he's been doing improv for fucking years and he's wow, uh he's been doing theater for a lot longer and fucking it's you know it shows Hmm. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I love Casey. Yeah, Wayne sends me jokes on? all the you time on Casey his phone. On. 1,000% you should have Casey on. We would love to have Casey on. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, spread the word. Tell him. Send it via your networks. My <laughs> <laughs> networks, yeah. I'll send him a fucking raven, dude. <laughs> exactly. Send him one of your ravens, the colorful ones. <laughs> <laughs> a gay raven, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you guys send macaws? Is that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, um, 
How long have you guys been doing it for? I never. Uh, I, don't think I, I think I've asked before, but I just I forgot. So Anthony was March twelfth. I just the only reason I know this is because I, I looked it up because um, we record every set, so I ha- we have everything that we've ever done. And I looked it up not too long ago. Anthony was March twelfth of this year, and I was March sixteenth. Was our first. So that's oh, what's that, March seven 16th months. Was when we met. That was yeah. when, at your yeah. first one. Oh, okay, the Damn, very first wow. one. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking. That's wild. So we're yeah, we're almost to picture like, the stage, and he was like, "Oh fuck!" Because like it was always we would play video games online together, um, mm. and he would always be like, "Oh, the bucket list is we got to do stand up one time." And that's always. I feel like I don't know if it was the same way for you, but I feel like for most people that first start stand up, they're like, "Yeah, I just want to go up there one time and have the experience." And you're like, first of all, that's not how this shit works. You're going to go up there and you're going to do fucking terrible the first time, most likely. you got to build that <laughs> skill up a little bit. But yeah, I didn't foresee yeah. us going every week doing a podcast about it and all that kind of shit. So. Really? Holy shit. I, I figured you guys were like, all right, we're going to do stand-up. Like, that's it. like, you guys were signed up to, you know, like, like you wanted to be comics when you started off. Like, that's what I assumed. No. No, for me, wow. for me especially, maybe, maybe Anthony, but for me, it was a one-and-done like I even said to my wife when like, Anthony's like, "Hey, I'm going to Strange Brew uh, in Manchester. You should, you, you know, you're coming with me." I texted my wife. I was like, "Hey, Anthony's going to do this. I'm going to do it." I had like nothing other than like a few notes in my phone from because like, like for what 13, 14 years we've always kind of just talked about it and always mm. just pitched jokes and stuff, but I never really thought that I would actually get on a stage and do it. Um, so I text when I texted her. I was like, "Hey, uh, do you care if I go to this thing?" She's like, "No, hundred percent go." So I drive around all day for work. So I spent ten hours driving around, going from customer to customer, trying to figure out what the fuck I was going to say. <laughs> and uh, when I got off stage, I was like, "I'm fucking doing that again." I like that a lot. Yeah, he Dude, his was way awesome. better than that. Was the good thing about Strange Brews? His was like that's a better room to do it for the first time. I think, and, and Wayne did a very good structured five minute set his first time where he had three or four bits that led exactly up to five minutes. And like I said, my, my first set was in fucking Portland, Maine. There's like five people, purple hair in front of me. And I did uh, that dick pic joke. And then I did a joke about how in, in uh, Texas, um, these two gay dudes uh, were in a Tesla and they got in the back seat of it. And then the car immediately sped to 150 miles an hour into a wall and killed them. Both of them. That's a true story. Yeah, that's a good way to start off. You know? Yeah, and I said it just like it was a news story. I was like, I'm Anthony Cronkite, and I went through and did that. I did it level, and everybody in the crowd was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Listen, I watch a lot of Louis. I tried to do Louis. That's not how you do Louis. <laughs> so I just go and be offensive as fuck." Oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah. That's a good point because uh, so like. So Anthony obviously tried to channel Louie a little bit. My first set, I kind of didn't intentionally, but I kind of tried to channel Bill Burr a little bit. I got a little bit angry. Not angry, but like ranty, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Did, yeah, yeah. Have you that's, ever caught yourself? because my, my, my first time, I kind of tried to channel almost like Mark Norman. Yeah, Mark that's Norman a good one. is like one, one of my favorites, yeah. So like I, I was try, I was like trying to like, I was watching his specials a lot, uh, going up to like my first time doing it, and I was like, Trying to kind of like listen to like, all right, how do you talk, you know, when you're on stage? Like, like you know, I was, I, I was basically just trying to like figure out, because I, and I'm still figuring this out. I'm still trying to figure out like what my voice is, you know, kind of. It's hard. Up and 
yeah, it's really it is hard. I'm still figuring it out, and you know, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm getting a little bit closer, but I started kind of like mirroring almost like Mark Norman style, mm-hmm. like at the, at the very beginning, um, and I've gone away from that uh, a, a lot, I think. But that's how I started. I feel like. yeah, it's just... Is Mark your favorite comedian? No, not not so much anymore. Um, he was my favorite comedian for a while, for a long time. Um, right now, my favorite, definitely my favorite right now, just overall, Shane fucking Gillis, dude. Shane Gillis yeah, is... That special is so good. Oh, so, that special is amazing, dude. The special... Yeah, Beautiful Dogs is one of the best specials that's come out fucking in the last... Yeah, <laughs> you know? I said it on a couple podcasts already. I said if he, if he is... Um, and I said it right when his Austin special came out. I think me and Wayne were talking about it. And I was like, he will be the biggest comedian at least he'll be the best comedian in the generation that he does as far as quality goes. I don't know if he'll be recognized for it, but I think he will. He's going to be the top of the ladder. He, it's just too different and good. He's like they, they took an SNL comedian and they immediately fired him. Uh, but he is that quality <laughs> of actor and, and uh, impersonator and all that, but just in the best form of comic that you could do. <laughs> So, oh, you know what I was going to bring up? So you like Mark Norman. Have you heard Mark Norman? Uh, he did an interview. He talked about how to find your voice. Have you guys heard that? No, I haven't. I thought it was no, a really no, it was a really interesting take on it. So he said, basically, to him, what finding your voice is, is realizing that your comedy is yourself amplified a bit. And he's like, you have to stick to it. It's got to be your personality. You just have to amplify it. And he said how he did that was he uh, did comedy for whatever a couple years and he looked at every one of his jokes that he liked that was good and he's like why is it why do i like it what makes this joke good i do a thousand other Mm. jokes what are these pillars of what i do that is me like uh for wayne dick talk me california sober like that stuff that we're like ah that's the bit that we always go to what makes it click that's your voice that's what he said you know that those bits are your voice so finding your voice yeah so my voice is gay basically that's what it it seems like dude because i i do most a lot of my shit that i love is like stuff about me being bisexual um or just being gay well i think it might be like the most true right like you 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 make jokes about what you know like again it's an amplified version of yourself so like when you did that bit i remember at strange brew that i loved so much um that was basically like uh you're bisexual so uh, it's I'm gonna butcher, it, but it's something about that uh, you explaining to women uh, what you like to do is really awkward because they're like, what do, you, "What do you like? You like video games?" You're like, "No, I like sucking dick." And that, <laughs> there's something like that was the bit, and uh, which was fucking hilarious. But it's not again something you would tell a girl. It's an amplified version of who you are. So that is a good way of talking about how you find your voice. But that could be across all the things that you like. <laughs> That, that, that's funny. yeah, that, that's that is an older bit, and I I don't do that bit anymore. I kind of retired it, but it yeah, it was basically like oh, uh, you know, um, a, a lot of people don't think I'm bisexual. Like you know, they they don't you know they don't think I'm bisexual when they look at me, uh, which is you know kind of fucked up, but it actually is pretty useful because you know if, if a girl hits on me and I, and you know I want to get out of it, I just you know um, I just what is it? What the fuck? God damn! I, I know God what you're gonna damn, say. I fucking, I know what you're gonna say. I was I was actually just making myself a note because I was gonna bring it up, and I was like, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna bleep this section. I know what joke you're gonna say. If yeah. if, if if you're okay with it, I'll tell you. Tell me. Yeah. yeah, it was basically like uh, like if if a girl wants to guess with you, if a girl wants to get with you and you're not interested, you can just tell her you like to suck dick. 
Basically, a, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's basically it. But but if a guy wants to get with you, and yeah. you're not interested, I want to get out of it. Yeah, you, you know, just I kick just very his ass. Politely beat the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just very politely you know, beat the shit out. I still can't. I'll still bring that out if you want. But that was one of my. That's one thing when I think of Fredo. We we talked with somebody. I forget. Uh, I think it was Nick about like you think of certain comics that you see out and about, and there's always one bit that sticks in their brain in your brain about them. Mm. For me, that's that that's for you. I I I saw you do that like three or four times. It just fucking cracks me up every time. Dude, thank you for that. Yeah, because I I actually like like I said, I retired that bit, and I'm gonna bring it back because I really do like that bit. Um, it just like yeah, it really it. never hit the way I you know I wanted it to kind of, and I and I just stopped doing it. But I think I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back and maybe try to expand on it a little bit. Especially, yeah, I'm sure you get better every week that you do it because that's uh, how the the going goes. So if you go back to older bits with your newfound skills, I bet you're going to be able to to do it pretty good. And speaking of bits like that, Nick, his bit that's in our head is he talks about um, his uh, roommate and um, it's a really dark joke. And then he was like, and this is my roommate, Fredo. And I was like, God damn, Fredo, you let me <laughs> yeah, talk about you like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. That was fucking hilarious. That's fucking shit. I brought a friend of mine to uh, Coffee and Cotton the night, the first night I ever saw him do that joke, and that's like right up my friend's alley, right up my alley. Like that's our type of humor, and um, we still he still talks about it to this day. Like if I bring up, I'd be like, "Hey, we had Nick Powell on the podcast." He'd be like, "Oh, Nick, Nick, Nick Powell," and I'll tell him like, "Yeah, the that joke," and he goes, "Oh, fuck, dude, that's awesome." <laughs> it's very it's it's very like Jesselnick ish. You know, like oh, yeah. it's, it's very, very dark. And um, I, I love that. Nick has a lot of really, really, really good dark jokes. And... Just a tease on that, because the one thing we do when we go to Mike's is I, I, I watch either the host or the first couple people. And I'm like, all right, is people going to be mad at me? Or are they going to be mm. happy? Yeah, what I, I do say? the same fucking thing I... every time, dude. <laughs> it, 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 like, like, if there's four girls in purple hair, I'm not doing fucking, you know. Like super offensive jokes. Yeah. See, that's why you're I, good I at it. To... I look at the purple hair and I'm like, I am a train on a train track that's headed towards a terrible place, and there's nothing I yeah. can do. I'm just, I'm chugga 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 chugga. Dude, oh it. my god, you know, you know who's like that too? Uh, <clears throat> Fatone, dude. If Fatone, oh my god, if he is in front of people like that, he just, they hate him. They fucking. <laughs> I, I love Fatone, but his his stand up like dude is very like it's it's very it's very like blue and like you know like grimy, but in a very good way. If that makes sense. Yeah, we saw him at Clementos, and he did uh, a, a a family um, a family got in an argument right outside. I think is the story. It was at the bar. It was at the bar. All right, at Clementos, they were getting in a fight, and there was this black lady, and she was arguing with this guy. And he went up there, and, and he did a black voice for uh, like three out of the five minutes. And I was like, Dude. "This is the funniest." Uh, that blew my mind. I was like, "Man, there are levels to this game." Because I, Dude, he's I'm a like, comics comic. Dude, he's a fucking yeah. comics comic. He just he he makes comics laugh. I, so yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He, so we did a show. Um, it was a roast uh, at UMass Lowell. Right, so uh, and we did this a, a few months ago. Uh, it, it was called Low Palooza, and it was like me, Ren, Nick, uh, Dana, uh, Spencer Canestraro, Katie Coughlin, and a, and a few other people. But dude, fucking, um, what was the point? Yeah, and Fatone, obviously. And Fatone, dude, 
I wasn't there, but I heard, and I regret this, dude. I will always regret this for the for the rest of my life not seeing this. But there were obviously this is all college students. It's a bunch of younger people. There's like chicks with blue hair in the crowd. And Fatone goes up there, and before the show, they told us they were like, "All right, don't say like you know, um, you know, faggot. Don't say anything. You know, uh, you know, don't say retard. Don't say anything that's going to offend people." And Fatone goes up there and says faggot for like the first five minutes, just like straight. He just says, "Dude," <clears throat> and the apparently the comics are fucking dying. They're laughing. Yeah. Not a lot of other people were laughing. <laughs> he, he's like what, like, like. He's he's what like fifty eight or something, right? Like, that's his national anthem. He's like he's like sixty five, dude. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I, he's fucking he's he's old as shit, dude. He's, <laughs> you know, he's been doing stand up for like thirty years. He's uh, exactly <laughs> the kind of guy that you would tell not to say faggot, and he's like, okay, that's all I'm gonna say now. I, I like yeah. To... Oh no, one hundred percent. You can't tell Fatone not to say something. He will fucking he does not listen, dude. He's a fucking he, he's a loose cannon, bro. I appreciate yeah, those that, type of that guy's he's he's an animal, bro. But I I, I, I will always love Fatone, dude. He's great. <laughs> Comics are tough. Like uh, Jacques Lambert uh, hosted Coffee and Cotton once, and they were like, "Okay, so this this needs to be PG thirteen. And Jacques tried, bless his beautiful heart, so hard every in between every comic. He was like, "Guys, just a reminder." Can't talk about uh, cucking your mother's fuck, please. Uh, and <laughs> dude, I remember that day so fucking well. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, at the at the end when I went up, and I oh, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, poor one guy. of the one of the best mics I've, I've done, dude. It was fucking. He got great. me. Great. He got Wayne doing dick talk. It was dick talk, right? That he did. No, I did Richard the Gay Ghost. Oh, there you go. Uh, and uh, Wayne did Richard the Gay Ghost, and then Dana went up and like. Oh, that's a wild stallion! You're trying to be a PG-13. Oh, you can't tame Dana, dude. You can't tame him. And then uh, you went up, and I was like, "Man, poor Jacques, that was a tough one." And then that was oh, didn't I they kill Coffee and Connor? Uh, interracial, yeah, interracial porn. Yeah, <laughs> it was fucking beautiful, dude. And great. that was the last one they did, and uh, then yep. that was it. I, I love that. Uh, like everybody just mentioned, like everybody takes risks, but like. Fredo, you take so many risks with your jokes. Like, like <laughs> Do you don't, you don't give a realize. you don't give a flying fuck. Like, you just lay it all out there, man. What? Like, yeah, you do. Like, I don't know. I don't like. Obviously, like we talked about you um, talking about ex- your experiences and your sexuality and all that stuff. But like, you fucking just go up there and you lay it out there. <laughs> yeah, like my and... uncle molested me, but I don't talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, you're right. Just kidding. I actually, yeah, I guess I do fucking take risks, dude. I, I do, dude, oh my god. Um, so I've, I've been doing, I did a few shows recently, and they were like uh, queer shows, like gay shows. Mm. And at the end of like two of them that I did, I end, I try, I ended with molestation jokes. Like my fucking, it, it's basically my joke about like my, my dad, um, uh, I was like, oh, you ever, uh, has anybody ever been caught smoking cigarettes before? And, and you know, I'm like, oh, well, you know, um, my dad caught me sucking dick. And I was like, yeah, you know how they make you smoke the whole pack? You know, you know how they catch you, they make you smoke the whole pack? Yeah, my dad, you know, made me suck all his friends' dicks. You know, but that is how I got so good at it. So, like, who the fuck won that one, dad? You know, that's like that, that, that joke, yeah, I fucking, I did at the end of two of the gay shows, and it went horribly. <laughs> it, like, it was so rough, dude. The whole audience was just like, Ooh. <laughs> like, oh no! 
But then, like, once I did the part where I'm like, oh, well, you know, well, that, but that, that is how I got so good at it. You kind of win them back a little bit. Um, but those are rough we, jokes to do, dude. We, those are fucking my favorite we, ones, man. We talked about this, uh, Anthony and I, last week. Um, like, you have to own it. Like, if you're going to make a joke like that, yeah. you have to own it. Uh, last week, 1,000%, yeah. Yeah, last week at Strange Brew, I, I had to get some shit out of my system. And I did some really horrendous, <laughs> did some really horrendous uh, offensive jokes, and I, I kept that in my mind when I was doing it. Like you have to own it. You can't like giggle your way out of it. You can't whatever. You have to you, say it. Yeah, and you can't half-ass it. You have to commit. If you're gonna if you're gonna do a fucked up joke, you have to commit, or it's just not gonna work. Because the, the crowd can tell if you're not fucking confident in what you're saying. You know, like, mm. if you're just like. <laughs> If you had like you know one foot over the line, like you gotta fucking jump over that shit, dude. You gotta, you gotta just go full, full balls deep. You know, if you're I texted him, I said, joke, Wayne, what are you gonna do? Yeah. I was like, what are you gonna do tonight? And he's like, uh, I'm gonna do a joke called Make a Wish. Then I'm gonna do a joke called Chris Benoit. Then I'm gonna do a joke about trans people. And I was like, Wow! <laughs> I was like, That's Jesus. a fucking. That's a great set list. That's yeah. a fantastic set list. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably never do the Chris Benoit one again. So I'll tell you what it was. It was basically Maybe saying, we'll "I think." <laughs> <laughs> it was basically saying, "I think kids are really bad for you." Look what they did to Chris Benoit, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. like I would never do that. Obviously, a double murder suicide. Uh, yeah, double murder suicide. I would never do it, but I get it. But you get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was more to it. But I'll never do. I'll probably never do it again. I might do it at the safe one day because that's a really good place for a joke like that. Um, but I just, I just had to get it out of my system. I don't know. You ever have those jokes where you just have to like, like I know this is not okay, but I just have to say it so I can scratch it off my notebook. No, notebook. Oh yeah, one hundred thousand know? percent, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, um, like, uh, like I do this joke about Lori Daybell. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about Lori Daybell. I don't know him. So no, no, so it's, uh, it's a chick. Lori Daybell is this. Uh, it's this oh, woman. Lloyd. I thought you said Lloyd. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, uh, Lori Daybell. Okay. Yeah, so this, no. so the, this this woman killed both of her kids, um, and like yeah, because she thought they were like zombies. That's a good reason and, to do it. Yeah, keep yeah, talking. She thought they were zombies, and that they like would be happier if they were in heaven. And like she, so she murdered both of her kids and married this dude, and like just ran away with this guy. And apparently, she also might have murdered um, might have murdered his ex wife, who who he left for her. So I do a joke about how like yo. For her to kill both of her kids, man, like, that must have been some crazy dick. That must have been, like, the best <laughs> dick she'd ever had, dude. Like, you know, she's a, that'd be the first time in history, like, anybody's ever used, like, the good dick defense in court. You know, she's like, Your Honor, look, I was coming, like, six times a night. You don't understand. Like, he was hitting it from every angle. I, like, it's, it's, it, 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 that's a fucked up joke, but I was like, as soon as I read that story, that's the first thing that came into my mind. I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, that reminds me. Um, was Louis, he laying down, dude? Have you heard Louis? Uh, pe- uh, so Louis did a SNL once, and, and this is on SNL too, which was crazy. He did a bit about pedophiles, and he was basically like, man, you know the worst <laughs> thing in the world ever that anybody could ever call you is a pedophile, and they still do it. So – how good must kids be? It must be, they must be so good. <laughs> they must you know, be so fucking I, good. I, 
I always say everything. That is so fucking funny, dude! Oh my god! <laughs> I always say when it comes to cuisine, everything's better in like baby form, right? Like veal is way better. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Louis has some of the best like dark jokes that anybody's ever made. yeah written. He's just he's the fucking king, I think, of dark jokes. Like for me, and he said it. I listened to him on uh, Tom Segura's podcast, and he said exactly what you said. He's like, you have to go. If you're going to say the joke, you've got to look at someone in the eyes and say it. Like, sell it. Like, I do a, uh, one that I wasn't selling for a while, which was really not a good idea. Uh, about the Bud Light thing when that was happening in Topical, I said that I always thought it'd be the watered-down flavor that took out Bud Light, and it turns out it took a watered-down woman. And I would end no. my <laughs> oh, dude, that's, <laughs> Yo, that's fucking great. Holy shit, that's good. Sometimes. Sometimes, though, I, like, I'd look at... Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that at, like, you know, at, like, jocks. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Oh, sorry. God damn it. I'm getting a fucking call. She was, dude. She literally just called me to tell me about some apartment that's available. It's like I already, I already have an apartment. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> She's like, yeah, but you're living so, with whites. So what are you doing? <laughs> Is it just you and Nick in the apartment? No, no, it's uh, it's me, Nick, and uh, and Mike. Um, I think you guys might have met Mike. He, oh yes, yes that's right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, he's very funny too. He's the, yeah. He's the, funny. the couple Mike, times Mike, I've seen Mike him, he's really very funny. funny. He has yeah. oh my god, he has also some really good dark jokes. Yeah, he had some really dark jokes that I that I like. Um, I've been actually I've been writing more dark jokes recently. I don't know, maybe because of the it's getting darker. <laughs> I don't I don't know why the fuck, but I just I don't like most of the new shit that I've been writing has been, has been like dark. Um, like, I think like it's a I confidence this, thing that you have too, because it's the funniest jokes that you do, and I bet in the beginning it's a little bit more like, man, I gotta keep the dark to a, a minimum so I can get through the stuff, and then later now, like you said, you're finding your voice and you're like, well, I'm fucking dark. <laughs> so yeah, no, I definitely, right I found out that I'm, I'm definitely a little bit darker, um, and I also found out that like, I don't know, I, th- I think I found this. Uh, uh, do you guys know Kyle Seeley? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Love yeah, Kyle. yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, Kyle Seeley. Uh, he's Kyle's great. I love Kyle. He's fucking one of my favorite people in the, in the world. Um, Kyle gave me one of the best notes that anybody's given me. Um, this is like early on is like, he saw me do a set, I think at concept six. I don't know if you guys had ever been to concept. We didn't go, but we know about it. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah. It's gone now, obviously, sadly, but, um, concept dude <laughs> was a rough room. Um, but I was having a really rough set. There was a good audience there like, um, that night and, and I was having a rough, a really rough set. Because I started off like super dark, I started off super dark, and people were—I just immediately lost everybody. And Kyle, Kyle came up to me after the set, and he was like, "Dude, you got to start nice. Like, you got to start nicer. You know what I mean? Like." Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that for pretty much most of my sets and shows. Is like I realize that you, you kind of have to start a little bit light. You can't just start, you know, full. I mean, you can. You can start super dark. You know, but obviously you have you have to fully commit and then have a, a you know probably a completely dark set because it's hard to go dark and then go nice. You know, like go light. Yeah, you know. So uh, I'm a I'm a salesman in my my day job, and mm. uh, something that my boss had said to me at one point kind of hits home for con- yeah, my boss. <laughs> yeah, uh, why do you say boss? Like, why is that the, the one word that, that you say like, like fucking the lady from? Uh, 
Oh, uh, what's that movie? Well, my Cousin Vinny. Yeah, you just My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> but one thing he said to me that really kind of hits home with comedy is uh, you have to sell yourself before you can sell anything. So, you know, mm. people people at an open mic or a show that even even just anything that people are buying tickets to, you, we're not well known. You know, you might have a couple people that have come to see you but or have gone to a show and seen Fredo Cruz before. And go, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He was wicked funny. Mm. Um, but you have to sell yourself before you can sell anything else. It's not like a, you know, a Louie or a Jimmy Carr, Anthony Jeselnik. People are going to get that type of comedy. So yeah. it makes sense to have to start off. Uh, I, like, I don't know. I, I, I have a joke that I've started a couple sets with. Where the first thing I say is, uh, what the fuck are we doing with sex change operations? And you lose people. <laughs> Too quickly. Yeah. You lose, yeah. <laughs> you lose people. Yeah. In that, in that, and that, yeah, in that scenario, I think it kind of works out for me a little bit, and that's kind of like the point, um, just because of like where I take the joke. But I still think it hinders me a little bit. Yeah, the way I describe well, it is it's kind of like you, you. So we're murderers. I say this all the time. Uh, we're murderers, right? And you're gonna try to get someone to get into your car. So you can either open your door with the dark shit that you have and just be like, "This is this is me. Look how dark this car is," and you're gonna get. The freaks to get into your car because they they you know they're down for that shit. But normal people are gonna walk <laughs> away from a, that car. Yeah, so, but if you down. open the car Ted Bundy style and you're handsome as hell <laughs> and you're like, hey, my arm's broken, can you help me? Some people who are nice are gonna get in the car and then you darken them up. Uh, right? Yep. Yeah, the yeah, end, yeah. So. You, you, you got to get them on your side. Like once you have them <laughs> on your side, and you, you know you can fucking you, you, you can sell you know, other shit. You can sell the dark shit that you, you have. Yep, perfect uh, way. You, know, you can uh, talk about, you know, killing children and, <laughs> and like oh, that. Dude. You know, your uncle molesting you. Exactly. All <laughs> that stuff works if you talk I, about I does I do my weed material up front uh, most of the time now. If I have anything like weed related, I'm like, that's fine. That hits in the beginning. It's relatable. And I'm like, okay, uncle molesting jokes. Let's get into those. Uh like that's definitely <laughs> the, the end jokes. My my favorite uh uncle molestation joke. I, I, do you know Bo Burnham? Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. So, so, you know, he does all the music, whatever, and he does a bunch of raps. My, one of my favorite uh, lines of his is, uh, I spit gold bars because I was molested by my Uncle Midas. <laughs> it's so fucking clever. You know, my, the <laughs> Midas touch, right? That's great. That's such a good line. I love that, man. That, that's such a good... Oh. Holy shit, this kid. Yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> sorry, yo. Sorry, I've been fucking coughing this whole time. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, honestly, I literally I'll... have not been coughing the entire day, and I just suddenly started coughing right before this fucking podcast. That happens to me when I make sales calls, and it happened a lot when COVID was happening. Like I would convince somebody to let me go into their shop, and I'd be like, "No, no, no, I'm fine. I promise." And then I would just start coughing for no reason. Yep, um, immediately, dude. It's yep. like it's just fucking terrible timing. And then they all died, um, which was crazy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best part. Uh, so one thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, last time I saw you at One Broadway, you brought up uh, the fact that you were in a cult in one of your jokes. Yeah, I was ex- yeah. I was extremely... Joke, yeah. yeah, I was extremely curious about that. Um, but I didn't get a chance to talk to you about it. If you're willing, I'd love to hear a little bit about that and like how that influences... Uh, there's going to be like a, like a mine of comedy gold there. I mean, they made a whole show about it with like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which I'm sure it's, I'm sure it was nothing like that, but um, there's going to be like a, a, like a mine, like a, a gold mine of uh, stuff you could pull from 
with that stuff. There, there, there definitely is. Like, I'm trying to, to do – for a while, I didn't touch that material, like, that um, – part of my life, like in my, in my standup at all. Like I, I didn't talk about being in the cult for like at all. Uh, I stayed away from that. Um, just cause it was still pretty fresh when I start, like when, like when I started standup, I was only out of the cult for like maybe, uh, a year, I think. Oh no yeah. shit. So, so that's really recent. Yeah, no, it's fairly recent. Yeah. I was in it, I was in it from like, I want to say 20, maybe 2017 to like 20, 21 oh, yeah damn so, yeah, so your yeah. entrance into it was really recent too yeah my entry yeah i'm, I'm 25 dude i haven't lived that long <laughs> you know like, I have, like it was basically oh, it was, dude it was, i feel so I like old 17. i remember 98 i know imagine the stories his <laughs> asshole could tell your your asshole is gonna write a fucking nicholas sparks book someday <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be fucking insane i'll, I'll, I'll get chat gpt to fucking write it for me <laughs> Damn, it's gonna I was great. playing. I think I was playing Twisted Metal before you were even thought of. That's fucking crazy. dude. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it, I'm I'm younger. I'm young. It's also weird, <laughs> yeah, because I live I live with like 35 year olds. Like everybody that I, most of my friends are like t- at least 10 years older than me. So it's, I'm always like, you know, I don't know. Like I don't get all these references you're fucking making. <laughs> like it's, it's... So I work with a 21 year old, and like it's it's hard. It's so hard. Like, I brought up Boy Meets yeah. World one day, and he was like, what the fuck's that? And I was like, you need to go hang yourself. Like, yeah, Jesus I've heard, I've heard, I've heard of Boy Meets, uh, Meets World. Like, I fucking, you know, I'm, I have a rough time with the younger people, too, dude, honestly. Like, even 17-year-olds and, like, 16-year-olds now with, like, TikTok and shit and, like, all the, just the fucking, they're annoying. Um, mm. they, yeah, I, a lot, most of them are fucking annoying. I love TikTok because they have those challenges that are kind of thinning the herd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Tide yeah. Pod. Like, just get rid that of some of these people. Good. If you're going to put a Tide Pod bro- in your mouth. My brother, my brother put a fucking Tide Pod. Oh, come on. Don't say mouth. that to me. <laughs> my brother put a Tide Pod in his fucking mouth, dude. He didn't swallow it. but he, Oh, good, good. He put it all in right. his mouth and it burst. He's okay and now? I immediately was like, all right, well, he's going to die. Is he okay? No, he's fine. He's oh, okay. Thank God. Yeah, don't porn stars Excuse bleach me. their asshole? So if you, like, could you do a reverse like South Park style Tide Pod challenge where you stick it up your ass or something like that? And because worst case scenario, isn't it the same thing as bleaching your asshole as a porn star? Like, you know I what? Like... I mean, I have some, dude. I we I give me a second. Let me grab one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll try, we'll try it out, dude. We try this. Well, oh I yeah, Wayne said be, the other day yeah. that you can put on YouTube. So maybe because uh, I'm definitely no, doing you this can. because. This it. is crazy. If this is true, I don't believe him, but I'm going to go. So there's apparently a Nair instructional video where the guy. Yeah, I know comes, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that exists. Oh, wow. So I haven't seen it, but I told Wayne, I'm doing it, right? Like, we got it. We could do it. Listen, <laughs> you can do it. I'm not editing that shit for you. Fredo can you have to. I, I'm not Come looking on, at dude. it. <laughs> you, and your, you and your Portuguese Brillo pad asshole can stay over there. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you gave an elephant's trunk a beard. That's what, that's <laughs> dude, the, that's what that's what the back of my asshole looks like. Not the front, the front, no trunk, but the skin. <laughs> you have a tail, dude. Yeah, exactly. I got that little tail, little hair at the end of it, like they have there at the tip. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck! Um, I think we got a little off track. Yeah, here. no, I've seen that video. That video is fucking incredible, dude. It's still. 
I think it's 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 still on. It might be. It might still maybe be on for you, not for it me. Might have been taken down by this point, but it's so funny. I don't think it has. I watched it like I don't know a month ago. <laughs> I watched it on the twenty first of every month. Somebody showed it to me at Strange Brew for the. First, it was Owen. Owen. I think Owen or, or, or Mike Dupont showed it to me at Strange Brew. It was fucking the funniest uh, thing in the world. I can see so that video side. coming from both of them. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> if it was the end of the like, night, it was would Mike. love this. Yeah, it's, it's it some guy's fucking naked asshole. <laughs> He's gonna yeah. love this. <laughs> I'm I'm 100 percent sure it's Mike now. <laughs> so we got a little off topic. So um, we were talking about you uh, getting into the cult. Or, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. so the cult. Um, what was I talking about? Um, we didn't get too far before we get derailed, which is usually what well. How about how? When did you realize? That, like, did you know? Because um, my wife almost got culted, uh, but it was it was what? like a well, a little bit. They were they were Christians, uh, so I mean, I guess <laughs> in whole it was a cult. But they were just like um, cult in the sense of like they would get together, and uh, I would never go. And then when I uh, they would like go bowling and shit, and they were like this mm. little like would they hang out with each other, and then like. I would go to one thing and I'd be like, um, uh, Jesus is a cunt or something, you know, like just the things I would say in random conversation. And then they would text her afterwards, like, he's going to hell. You're definitely going to go to hell if you're anywhere around him. We need to get you out of there, uh, and, and smuggle, uh, smuggle you out. But it wasn't like a big church. It was just like a group of like six people. And she's like, feels kind of culty. Like they want me to, to like call myself a, some kind of like a branch Davidian almost type of name uh, to it. Yeah, and all that. I mean all religions are fucking cults, dude. Like, In the end, they are. religions, yeah. yeah, just different sizes. Um, so when did you know? So I knew when I want to say so. It was it was maybe like a few years in. Uh, I was I was a few years in, and I started to realize that like the so so. So, so, so let me start from like the beginning a little bit, kind of, because you need some context. Um, so, I, so I, I basically, I joined the cult because there was a friend of mine, like my best friend at, at the time when I was like seventeen, who was already volunteering for it. <clears throat> he was a little bit older than me, and he introduced me to it. And the whole thing is like is basically um, the, the the whole idea of the cult is. That money, right? That money is basically it's the, it's the whole like money is the source of all evil and like capitalism is evil and um, it, it it was kind of like a, it was a communist cult in a way, yeah. It, it, it was called the Venus Project and th- their whole thing was like, oh, we need to educate you know um, we, uh, we need to educate all the people in the world to con- and, and convince them to let go of money and move away you know move away from capitalism and the monetary system to their system so they had their own system that they created and it was, mm-hmm. it, it was called a resource-based economy and they were basically saying and, and they had a bunch of things that you know like like they're like oh well music and art and all that like you're not going to need that in the future um you know like those things don't contribute to the advancement of society so they're they're, they're useless so like that was like one of their like things you know that, that they kind of believed in so and also, like another thing was like, oh, well, the the idea that like your family were just like people, like everybody's, you know, like like it was this whole like brotherhood of like humanity idea, where they were like, oh, well, you know, like you're really, 
you know, um, you're no different than, you know, some dude across the street or some random person. Like you're all the same. Um, so you shouldn't hold your family to any, any, you know, any higher standard than all other people. Uh, so I stopped caring about my family (laughs) basically at some point I was like, all right, well, you know, these people, and there was this whole thing about like normal people. So like people that were outside of the cult were like called normal people. It was like, you know, um, or the way that my friend referred to them, uh, dude, and this is insane. He referred to people that were outside of the cult as cerebral insufficiency. That's an amazing name. Crazy. Cerebral insufficiency. That'd be a nasty band name. Um, <laughs> sure would. <laughs> but yeah, he it, it was it was this insane like science like uh communist kind of cult. Um hmm. you know, where where science was held to like the fucking, you know, like uh I don't know, uh, what highest regard, I guess. They were like like science above everything. We need to educate everybody to be, you know, um like Basically robots. They wanted fucking machines. I want to join this fucking cult. <laughs> so leave your family. Science yeah. is awesome. Wow. Yeah. I hate all new music. Anything anybody does now, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, yeah, dude, that sounds pretty fucking sick. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. So was there, uh, Did do all paths lead to one dick in this place where the, there's a guy at the top? pyramid fucking his there, way there, down well, yeah there was one like guy so the, so the guy his name was jock fresco and he started the cult when, when he was in his um i don't know when he was in like, i think his like 30s or 40s um and he was born dude he died when he was 100 years old um wow. like maybe uh, i don't know like when i was a cut when i was like a year into the cult um so he yeah he died at like 100 years old and he was yeah he was born in like 19 fucking 13 or some shit and dude, he yeah, it, it's he invented a bunch of shit, and he was actually like he he was a, a futurist. So wow. like you know he he invented like designs for like futuristic cities, and um, he had these like designs of like circular cities that he you know thought would be the future and all the shit. And, um, yeah, he actually did. So like the, the in Florida, so because uh, the, the joke is is about how I was I wanted to move down to Florida, right? Um, the joke that I do about the cult. It's like the only joke that I have about the cult. Um, and it's, the whole thing was like, oh, I want to move down to Florida eventually, like when I was a couple years in. And they were like, no, like you can't move down here. And and I was, and, yeah, and then, and then I'm like, yeah, do you know how it feels? Like, because, like, do you know how bad that felt? Because cults are groups of people that have been rejected by society, right? You know how bad it feels to get rejected by the people that were rejected <laughs> by society? Like, it's, yeah, and then I go into like how I used to, I used to go there every year. And this is true. I used to go there every year and fucking basically landscape for them. Damn. Which is, yeah. So I, we, we went on these volunteer trips where we went there and they had this like basically list of chores for us to fucking do. They're like, all right, clean up all the palm fronds, uh, redo the tiles in the fucking, in one of the buildings, um, on the compound and shit. And yeah, it, it was it was fucked up, dude. And I, all I wives go fuck that hundred year old guy, please. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody they had orgies there. I know they had orgies there. They had fucking Hell yeah they did. <clears throat> that's why that's why they've made the fucking call. I mean, so what? think about Wait. it. Have oh, you ever God. seen Dewey Cox? Uh, the, have you ever seen the Dewey Cox movie? No. Oh no. man, this is I'm gonna change your world, you're gonna love it. Um so it's um 
It's a it's a comedy musical where they're making fun of Johnny Cash's life, but they do it as John C. Riley, and ba- basically everybody's band gets addicted to drugs and why he keeps getting addicted to drugs is that he'll bust in on them and they're like oh dewey you don't want no part of this shit he's like what, what are you doing they're like we're smoking weed it makes everything feel good and sex is better and it makes it makes all your problems go away and food's better and he's like well i think i kind of want some of this shit that's kind of what that cult sounds like you're telling me not to do it but i really want to do it now <laughs> well dude i mean it, and that's how it sounded to me it sounded fucking amazing but then you realize that like their their whole mission is is just like, or is it, this is what eventually I realized. I, re- I eventually realized, what, um, well, you know, when I quit, that it, I I like the idea. Like I like the idea of it. It was very it was super idealistic. Like the whole thing, you know, about oh, you know, we can eventually get rid of money and share all the resources in the world and all that. Like that sounded great. And I and because you know, obviously, like, I grew up super poor and. That's kind of what attracted me to it, and that's what attracts a lot of people to it. Because there's like, mm. there's actually there's like hundreds of thousands of people that fucking are involved in the, in, in the Venus Project. Wow. Um, there's a huge following in Russia. There's like hundreds of thousands of people in Russia that follow it. Um, I think that's where the, the biggest their biggest following is. Probably fucking Russell, Russell too, Brand. Right? Russell Brand. Uh, there's a video from on YouTube talking about it. Wow. Uh, George Saint P- George Saint Pierre went and fucking like he went and visited the compound. Or like the they they call it the resource the the research center or like the resource center, hmm. and uh, it's in Venus, Florida. That's why it's called the Venus Project, by the way. Um, but yeah, dude, it's fucking it's it, it's pretty like well known actually. Like I, I feel like it, a lot of people know about it. He got a fucking the guy who started it, Jacques Fresco. He got a awarded like some award from the UN for futuristic city design. Fuck. Yeah, what? it sounds like I'm trying to fucking recruit you, dude. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really not. Where do I sign my Venus? Uh, dude, it's <laughs> my Venus. Yeah, they so communism is the most fantastic idea of all time. That's that that was really the Cold War was kind of based on that, which was money shouldn't be the thing that like capitalism is the most n- annoying necessary evil that exists. Uh, because if everybody could just get what they're supposed to get and everybody do what they love, society could function. It's the problem with that is that all of it's in a vacuum of space that you think that that could happen. And then you put someone in like, wait, 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 wait a minute. I swung a sledgehammer all day. I want to buy at the porn store half a body. You know, when they have the torso and they have no head <laughs> and they have just the ass. And I want to be able to afford that. In communism, you can't get that. You, you, get, you don't. They don't, no, no, dude, you can't get a real doll in fucking <laughs> communism. That's, that's the problem. That's really that's. I think that's most people's main issue with it. Honestly, is you can't uh, do that. You know, like at the end of the, that's why conservatives are fucking. <laughs> dude, they don't want any part of it. They're like, what? I can't. I can't buy a fucking sex doll, man. Yeah. <laughs> come, no. Come on. I work next to a porn store, and my goodness, my favorite thing in the world is when people have to buy those dolls because they don't sell them in packaging. I don't know why. Uh, that like you feel it would just come in a, in a black like yeah you feel like it would come in a coffin shaped cardboard box but it doesn't and they no. take them and they gotta there's grab no them case. no no case they gotta grab them like it's a Heimlich maneuver but there's no head or anything like that it's just like a tits and ass and they gotta drag them across the parking lot and throw them into dude. the car it's so fucking great imagine watching your neighbor Those drag get heavy dude yeah imagine heavy. watching your neighbor drag that shit into their house yeah, yeah I, I mean you, I don't know how else to do mine, it actually. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, 
I triple yeah, bag please. condoms. <laughs> like I, I triple bag condoms to bring them in the house. <laughs> and you want me to drag it a torso? Uh, Dude, yeah, I no, used to. I used to have like. All right, this is hilarious. I so uh, when I lived with my parents, I had like a tiny, not like a torso, like a fucking, like just an ass. <laughs> and I fucking, dude, I would be going to the bathroom to like wash it out, terrified. <laughs> just like looking around, I'm just like, yo, if, I, if my grandma catches me with this, I'm gonna fucking get, dude, I'm, I'm getting, I don't know what the, I don't wanna have this conversation right now. All right, so how so, dangerously did you live? Because you can, you have the covert. I guess it's not that covert, but it's covert enough. You could do a female ass, and then at least in the middle of it, you're like, this isn't filet mignon, but this is at least enough to keep the hounds off me if I get caught? Or did you go like, this guy's name is Gary, and it's the trucker edition? It was a female ass, dude. It was like, it was like maybe like seven inches across, dude. And I, I would want... I would, the way I would go to the bathroom, I would put it in a towel, I'd wrap it around, and just hold it like a fucking baby, dude. Like I just, I'm just walking into the bathroom, holding this thing, and then I'm in the sink. I'm in, I'm in the bathroom in the sink, just like pouring water through it. It's the, it's the most embarrassing thing to have to do. And then eventually, I just threw it out because I was like, "This is too much work to fucking maintain." You know what I learned being a parent that you're going to figure out eventually if you have kids is that they knew, they knew, they knew this was happening the whole time, and you just didn't. Know. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh my god, dude! I'm going to regret telling this story, uh, but <clears throat> I used to work at a parts store, and this was well after Anthony. So me and Anthony worked uh, worked at this parts store together. That's how we met. Well after he left. Um, I was working with this kid, Pat, and every Sunday we would work together. So we spent a lot of time together and yeah, yeah, we'd tell each other shit. My sister used to sell sex toys through Athena, Athena's or whatever. What, what the fuck? Yeah. So it's a pyramid scheme for sex toys. It's, it's basically, hilarious. yeah, it's uh, like, it's like pampered chef for sex toys. Yeah. Yeah. And we supported her one night, had some people over. She goes like, "Hey, this is Baba Adildo, Baba. This you put this here." I'm gonna say she was good at it. She sold a lot. Um, I wasn't gonna go out of there not buying something because I was trying to support her. Mm. <laughs> so it's tough. I bought something. The following morning, uh, I'm I'm standing in work and uh, we're standing at the counter. We had a little bit of a rush in the morning, and I didn't realize somebody was still in the store. At this point, uh, everybody left, and I looked at Pat, and I go, hey, guess what I did yesterday? And he's like, what'd you do? And I said, I bought a microwavable pocket pussy. In one of the aisles, I hear a voice go, did you rub your foreskin off? <laughs> and dude, <laughs> my fucking stomach just sank came straight out my ass. I was like, fuck. It's like and a hot pocket where the inside's like way too fucking hot no matter how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, I don't even know what it was. It was like, I don't know, it had something. Like, a, like a, a case or whatever you put in then you shove it in there and then you fuck it. Um, God damn, you crazy <laughs> motherfucker. The, the farthest I've gone is a cock ring and it got given to me by a guy named Obi at La Greater Lawrence Healthcare in Lawrence. I don't know if you've ever been there, Fredo, but uh, you can just go <laughs> yeah, there. Of course. Yeah, dude. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can just go there and be like, hey, 
I might have AIDS. And they're like, oh, hold on. Let me give you 100 cock rings. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, he was great. Uh, so they would test you there for free. But this guy named Obi, he'd, first he would sit you down and go, listen, man, you don't have whatever you think you have, which is great. That's the first thing they say, even though you could totally have it. His first thing is to calm you down. So he's like, you don't have any of that shit you think you have. You just are fucking for the first time and you never thought that would happen. I'm like, check. And he's like, uh, and now you're going to start going down the anxiety tree. He's like, so this <laughs> is um, for you here for free is a bag of shit. And they had like, first of all, is Lawrence. So a bunch of bigger size condoms. I was like, well, whoop. And, but other things, <laughs> but other weird things in there, he would take them out individually and be like, and this Anthony is a cock ring. And he's like, this is for jacking on your junk and getting it to vibrate for her. And I, this guy oh, taught me. He gave you a vibrating cock ring? That's fucking sick, dude. Yeah. This guy sounds like the fucking, this guy's a goat. Bro. He was Snoop Dogg with a lab coat giving me a bunch of contraceptives, and he's probably still there, and his name is Obi. And he's my father figure, I think. To, to you this. gotta have this guy on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking That's me? actually you a really amazing. good idea, Anthony. You should reach out to this guy. I would. He got to send me. So the reason why I was there is uh, my girlfriend at the time, she broke up with me. And she started dating a guy from the army right afterwards. And then she was like, hey, you have chlamydia. And I was like, wow. And she's like, because I have chlamydia and my boyfriend's in the army and he got tested right before he went and he doesn't have it. And the only other person I had been with is you. So you had to give it to me. And I was like, oh, God, no. Uh, so I went there and Obi was like, nah, man, that chick's just a skank. And he said he, he wrote out a letter and he signed it, Obi, that said that like, and to whom it may concern, he does not have uh, chlamydia. And I got to fax it to her, like, <laughs> like because it was like a hundred percent her new boyfriend cheating on her. Dude, that's fucking amazing. You need that needs to be a bit. That's fucking so funny, dude. I, I literally just, just told like, her that. Nah, bro, she, she, she's just a hoe, bro. Don't even don't worry about it. Yeah, that's he was, hilarious. That was your like he was ride or die. For your dick in there, no matter what your dick did, he was one hundred percent. Dude, I had the complete opposite. I had a fucking um, so I had a chick also call me about chlamydia. Uh, she was like, "Hey, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I just tested myself and I got uh, I have chlamydia, and we we're fucking, you know, we we're fucking not that long ago. You should probably get yourself tested." And I go to get myself tested, and they're like, "All right, you know, they did the test. They're like, all right, we're going to give you the drugs anyways, because uh, you know, just in case you have it." <laughs> so they just put this giant needle in my ass and made me take two pills. Wow. And I turned out to, I turned out I didn't have it and I was like, all right, sick. So I just took these drugs for no fucking reason. Dope. You, you know what's crazy? Um, you remember the powdered wigs from like 1700s? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the chlamydia fucking, or the syphilis. The syphilis, yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. That, I just learned that not that long ago. That's fucking wild. <laughs> Dude, I wonder <laughs> if they had like a powdered wig obey and he's like, Nah, man, your wife's just a skank. Hey, okay, just a skank, but just wear this in case. <laughs> just wear this just in case, man. Just, you know, you look good in it. You look good. Oh, that's so good. I know they're putting like fucking diapers on their heads and baby powder and shit like that. Man, how rough was <laughs> that time been? If I don't do that, my head will sear off. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. All right, hey, we're over an hour. We're getting there. You want to start wrapping this bitch up, Wayne? Uh, yeah. So I have two things for you, Fredo, before we go. Uh, first, mm. uh, 
it's not something I've asked anybody, but I, I, I want to. If you were to meet Wayne eight months ago, or, yeah, eight months ago when we first met, and Anthony, mm. and I said, hey, Fredo, what do you have for advice for me as a open my comic on his first night? What would you give me? What are you laughing <laughs> That's about? That's a stupidest good question. fucking question I've ever heard. <laughs> well, is it? No, I, I, I like the question. I think so it's like, a good what? question. So you said that if you could go back in time is... to the day we met, and because we did, what advice would you give? You'd be like, that happened. The same stuff. <laughs> no. All right. Fine. If you were to meet an open okay, mic comic today. What, what advice would I give to like a new open mic comic? Right. Yeah. I was yeah, yeah. Do it, he just wrapped it in a sandwich of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. Well, all right. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, we, fuck we, you both. We got the point, though. So this is like usually what I tell people, like, um, especially like, yeah, I mean, the other day, we, we're, we're getting a bunch of new people at the safe. So I've been telling people this shit recently. Um, I think the best advice that I can probably give um, is just quit. You know, just uh, just fucking quit, dude. It's not it's not going anywhere. No, 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 I'm fucking around. Obviously, I don't tell people to quit. I I what I I usually just tell people to like just fucking have fun, dude. Like, as long as you're having fun up there, I think I I think honestly having fun is like probably the most important thing. Because if you're not having fun, people can tell. Like, people can tell if you if you're just if you're nervous up there, if, or if you're like not having a good time. So I try to always go up there and just fucking have fun, dude. Because, like, there, there was a while there um, when I started where, where I was just, like, putting all this pressure on myself. I was like, all right, you have to be fucking amazing every time. You have to be good. You have to be, you know, this is serious. And I was taking it too seriously, and I was kind of getting really stiff, you know, in, like, in my sets. And now that I'm having more fun, I feel like I'm coming off a lot more natural. And that's what I feel like is probably one of the best things – I, I could tell somebody that's just starting out. That's great. That and also write as much as you fucking can, dude. Like write every yeah. day if you can. Yeah. That, dude, that's some good advice. <laughs> yeah, do your dark shit last. That that's a, that's that's really good. That that's kind of in line with um something uh Jacques told me once. He was yeah. you don't want to be the best person at an open mic. You're there to work stuff no. out. You're not there to be the best, you're there to work stuff out. You're there to work shit out. Yeah, you're there to see what you know, what works, what doesn't, uh, and just work on shit. And not to impress anybody. You're just fucking, you know, you're going there to have fun, dude. Yeah, don't be afraid um, to go down those fucking the corridor that is you. Don't be trying to, you know, not be yourself on there because that's how you get that. Exactly. And people shit. can tell when you're not, too. You know. Um, I also think. Uh, oh yeah. Also, uh, don't do a lot of too much cocaine. Uh, you know, do you need a little bit of coke? You need a little bit of I, coke every here, every here. You know, every I need a little some lot less so. coke if there's fentanyl in it. I heard, like, because you, you can. Yeah, no, you do way less coke, dude. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's harder to do coke when you're dead. Yeah, yeah. you'll save a lot of money when you're yeah. dead. Uh, <laughs> Again, so must be of, so yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> must be so that. Imagine just snorting fentanyl then. Fucking a kid. No, sorry. All right. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> doing wow. Your family. Wouldn't that yeah. be fucking amazing? Hey, this is this is this pod, kind of podcast, Wayne. Right? <laughs> this is the type. My phone or break out the Louis pedophile jokes now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Fredo, do you do you have anything coming up? I, I see you post things here and there. Uh, do you have any shows or anything coming up that you want us to to highlight? 
get people to come yeah, to see yeah. you? Yeah, so I, I, have a, I have a show coming up November, uh, November 5th. Uh, and that's the uh, it's it, so it's a show for, it's a, it's like a cancer benefit to show it's a show at like a breast cancer benefit in a, at mill number five. Uh, nice. I think it's gonna be a coffee and cotton. Yeah. So, oh, that's incredible. Um, I think I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be doing like fifteen to twenty on that, which is one, one wow. of the longer sets that I've done. which yeah. is exciting. Um, that's gonna be a, a level up, and and then uh, and then after that, November tenth, I'm doing dropout comedy. Um, Freddie Sabella, you, you, you guys know Freddie. Yeah, we know right? Freddie. Yeah. Yeah, so he has a dropout comedy game show, which I'm doing November 10th in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, I don't know what – I forget what time it is. I think it's like 7.30, 8.30. But, um, but yeah, I'm fucking I'm, – I'm super excited for both of those. That's all I have coming up. That's right near me in Portsmouth. I'm going to come check that shit out. That sounds awesome. Game show. Dude, it's going to be fucking fun. Dude, dropout is uh, a really, really fun show. It's uh, Yeah, like you get to – compete you know against comics and shit and it's it's dope yeah, yeah I, I like the idea of those like game shows um uh, like they have like the beer giggles that we talked to, to nick about and like that that, that stuff giggles, sounds a, yeah red like was talking about that yeah day. that's the thing we haven't done yet wayne and, and all of us we need to get into is a different type of show like we've just been doing uh either like something that we got a book or open mic we haven't done anything weird no no uh, game shows roasts you should or do like that. uh you guys should uh, uh there's something called there's a mic called av comedy club in boston uh so the, so at the mic it's an open mic where they have a projector where you can just like put up you can put up a slideshow or like whatever the fuck you want and just, and just use it during your set dude. and I, That's cool. I think it's really it's a really cool concept to just fucking you know oh. you can toss up you can literally make a slideshow for your set it, it's almost like a dimitri martin type of thing Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Martin kind of. I think I, I haven't tried it yet, but I, I, I've been meaning to. It's, yeah, it seems pretty fun. Yeah, there's a weed show that I got to do. Um, oh, dude. Yeah, that I hear. I sent. There's one in Chinatown in Boston that I sent um, tape to because uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, we host a weed show," and I'm like, "Listen, you don't know this yet, but like." I'm designed for this. I was like, you have to let me do it. <laughs> you talking about King's Court? King's Court? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah no, I've done the weed show uh, uh, a couple times. Oh, have you? Is it good? Fun, dude. Oh man, it's really, really fucking fun. You have to put a word for amazing. me over there. I tried, <laughs> dude. Uh, I, well, I did it for Nick Han when uh, uh, Nick Han is gone now. He's in Colorado, but uh, when he was here, he ran a show there. Um, and then I, I also did do one for King's Court. The host, um, man, that's what? such a key part of it, I'm telling you. And so he so could I, say something about fucking my mother if he said it funny enough to yeah. get a little bit of a laugh before I go up. I'm like, I don't but Go up to the people and say, hey, what do you what do you want me to say about you? How hard is that? Like, Jake, have you ever been to Booking Bar? I like clapping. The fucking clap. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> We've yeah, tried. we tried uh, once, but Wayne is a little bitch on time and couldn't get there on time, and you have to get there on time. Too. All right, so we've taken you down the rabbit hole of all kinds of holes, uh, buttholes, uh, venus holes, all of them. We filled them. We've clogged them. They're all good to go. And I got to tell you guys, it has been the worthiest step in the quest for laughs. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I bought... A microwavable pocket pussy. 